0: Welcome. If you're looking to unlock the secrets of the mind, to live a life that's free of care and anxiety and to be the happiest you that you can be, then you're in the right place. This is Growing the Good, the mindful podcast. Hello and welcome to Growing the Good, the Mindful podcast with me, your host, Neil West. and joined as ever by my good friend and co-host, Haley Kearns. Hi Haley. how are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you, Neil, on this wet, wet...
0: It's a bit wet and breezy game. and blustery yeah. and you'll hear the traffic, but the mindful community don't mind those things, do they? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is... Um, it's the third episode now isn't it of these right. series of episodes where um, one of us knows what's going on and the other <laughs> one doesn't. <laughs> so it's my turn this week um, and I've chosen for my theme something I've come across recently which has caught my interest which is eudemonics. Now Hayley, have you come across eudemonics? I
1: haven't, this is very new to me.
0: Ah, well, um, I'm going to start with a story, this is a new story, it's by uh, Lucas Davidson, so I'm going to share their story with you. Um, I'm not necessarily going to do all the voices, uh, (laughs) but we'll see. So, um, deep in a dark, wet place there was a tiny seed. This was the seed of a lotus. It had long ago fluttered and ebbed down in the sickly green morass, and settled into the squelchy mud many feet below. The lotus seed knew in its heart that it was meant to be something great, something beautiful, and symbolically powerful, as well as a font of life for the world around it. Surely it could be better than it was now. Certainly it could rise to greater beauty and meaning than where it was in the mud. One day, as the rivulets of sunlight tore through the lily pads and darkness of the pond, the ribbons of light made the lotus seed explode forth into a small sprout. A passing snail came to see the commotion. Well, good morning, friend, he said cheerfully. Good morning to you, replied the lotus. What are you doing here? the snail inquired curiously. I know inside myself that I am quite well, but I aspire to be greater and know that I can be, the lotus answered. For a moment the snail observed the filth of the bottom of the pond, small tendrils of slime wavering hither and thither in the soft undercurrents as he thought deeply. After thinking, he said, that's great, but I think you're perfect, the way you are, it is foolish. The lotus thanked the snail for his kind words, and they parted. Some time passed, and the lotus strained and fought its way up through the murk, climbing above the layers of ooze and grime, floating on the ground, and now it was standing tall, and was growing strong. A passing turtle paused a moment when she came to the lotus. Mmm, mmm indeed, she said ponderously. She did so in such a tone as to draw out the lotus and make it want to ask what was the matter. But the lotus was too focused on his own journey. After a moment the turtle sighed. Its intentions failed. What are you doing? Growing, she asked with some attitude. I know inside myself that I am quite well. But I aspire to be greater and know that I can be, the lotus answered ha scoffed the turtle what a waste of time and energy you are fine just the way you are why bother the lotus thanked the turtle for her kind views and they parted more time passed the heat of the summer washed over the brown puddle of a pond and the water-shields and water-lilies overtook the surface but the lotus carried on now the lotus was near the surface a great bulb at the end of the length It looked back at its body and felt proud of how far it had come and how much it had overcome. The cold mud, the shadows, the lack of light, the filthy water. The lotus had much to feel accomplished for. As the summer sun rippled and beckoned beyond the surface past the lotus's reach, a small school of tadpoles stopped to see what it was doing. Hello, they gurgled and peeped. Then hello to you all, the lotus calmly replied. Wowzers! One of the little ones explained, you've come a long way, aren't you tired? Perhaps a bit, the lotus agreed. You should take some time off from all this growth. Look how far you've come. What are you doing anyway? I know inside myself that I am quite well, but I aspire to be greater and know that I can be, the lotus answered once more. The child frogs murmured among themselves a moment before they blurted, but why? You've already grown so much, don't be greedy, Know when to quit. You're fine, just the way you are. The lotus thanked the tiny tadpoles for their opinion, and they parted. After a very long time, the lotus burst through the surface. The hot rays, clean air and sound of life above the water filled the lotus with awe. The lotus had worked with diligence and intensity for a very long time. It all became turmoil. It was dozed with doubt that made it feel bad. But despite all of this, the lotus knew in its nature that it would be dooming itself, selling itself short of its potential if it stopped. It knew in its heart, its nature, that it was meant to be much more. The rest of the summer was spent as a crown jewel over the pond. While there were many flowers and creatures of greatness, there was only one lotus towering above them, bathing the air with its fragrance. It enjoyed the season, the bees and the crisp air. But it also knew in its nature when it's time to rest, come as the cool autumn rolled in. Be cautious of the beliefs that you are perfect the way you are. While you may be strong, wise, intelligent or deeply spiritual, perhaps more than any other person on earth, you will always have something you must develop and grow. Eudaimonia is a journey, not a destination. Live with deep gratitude, no death, but too know your nature and that you still have much to learn and far to grow. So that was a, a, a eudaenomic fable by Lucas Davison. Um, so eudaenomics, yes. it is, um, as you have guessed from the Greek, um, and it's, it's to do with your, your inner demon or oh, inner spirit, okay. you see, so Eudenomics, it's about your, your inner spirit, your inner demon. Um, and essentially it's being in good spirits. OK, but not necessarily good spirits as in meaning simply just feeling happy or feeling good. You know, the the demon, it's almost like the God within. Okay, so this comes from um, ancient Greek philosophy. It's an idea from Aristotle um, where eugenomics is this pursuit of virtue and excellence, the best that's within us. That we need to be aware of our own lives but at the same time we have to live a life of purpose otherwise we're little more than grazing cattle so in greek philosophy it was considered important that you reflected on your own life and your own experience but you had to live a life that was worth reflecting on otherwise we're little more than grazing cattle and i think one of the kind of call to actions of mindfulness that we are awake you know, aware of what's happening in our lives and around us in this present moment. Otherwise, we're little more than grazing cattle in our own lives. So I think that's a, an interesting point. Yes. Socrates, of course, um, who was a contemporary of Aristotle, um, he thought that eudaimonics was about being true to your inner godlike self. A person's state of excellence characterized by objective flourishing across a lifetime. It's the ultimate good a good and happy life characterised by our virtues." So it kind of my path uh, crossed eugenomics looking at positive psychology, right. which um, I came to because I was asked about well-being, and well-being is quite a specific thing in positive psychology, and ultimately it rests on pillars of character strengths. But these virtues or character strengths actually go right back to Aristotle. Um, when they talked about, well, what is happiness and what is the purpose of life and what is a life well lived? And the idea was that when Aristotle was asked a difficult question by one of his students, he would go and consult the God within. He would go off on his own and think about it in a kind of a meditative state, I suppose. Um, But also at that time, they produced small terracotta uh, votives, um, simple terracotta God statues. And inside there was a, a very thin film of gold that represented the god within so by breaking one of these votives you kind of you know you were you were communicating i suppose directly with the 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 gods the god within so that that's where this kind of eudonomic concept comes from this inner demon Um, but it's very much about if you live your best life i suppose in the kind of contemporary um, mindset it will be kind of if someone asks you well what would jesus do You know, if you were living your best life, if you were doing your your very best to be virtuous and to achieve and to live a life of meaning and purpose, what would it look like? Mm. So that's the concept of eudonomics. It's more than just in good spirits. It's about being in in harmony, in connection with your best self, your virtuous self and living your best life. It's the opposite of um, hedonism. So hedonism is this idea of a very, um, you know, a pursuit of pleasure and gratification of kind of Mm -hmm. physical desires or or, or whatever. Um, Whereas eudaimonia is more about these transcending values that you are part of something much bigger and significant and meaningful than your own existence. Okay, so.
1: Yes, interesting. (laughs)
0: So this was the motivation of the lotus. It knew that it could be better, however good it was. And mindfulness always tells us you are all that you need to be. You have everything that you need, and this is true. But it doesn't stop you then striving to live your best life. personal growth, isn't it?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's kind of when you, you first come to mindfulness and people search out mindfulness in order to better themselves or feel happier, but then it's that understanding that there's never an end to that, isn't it? You don't finish your eight-week course that you do and then that's it. you suddenly, oh, that is wonderful. There's
0: always some... some as, as one of our mindfulness teachers once told us, yeah. didn't he, and said, Neil, there has to be some doing, it can't all be being.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is it. So it's it
0: can't it. just be about the being, there has yeah. to be some doing as well.
1: Yeah, and that it makes sense, mm-hmm. doesn't it? but yeah I've never come across that before yeah. I well I think it,
0: to... it pulls a lot of kind of ideas of mindfulness, positive psychology, trauma informed all of mm-hmm. these kind of principles that we're interested in um, ultimately are about people feeling that they are living the best life that they can live and giving them the tools and the confidence and the, the sense of, of, of support I suppose to achieve that mm. um, but let's talk brains through a okay. moment. Okay. So, we often use this kind of brain model, don't we? Yeah, Perhaps yeah. you'd like to tell us a little bit about the amygdala. What's the amygdala's job? So,
1: the amygdala, the way we explain it to children, because I am not from a science background at all, is it's your amygdala is almost like an invisible antennae that is mm-hmm. always searching out for danger. So, we know, don't we, that our brain would be happiest if we just sat very still, and didn't do anything because then we would be very, very safe. Mm-hmm. So your amygdala's constantly looking out mm-hmm. for danger. That's, that's how I always explain it, anyway.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's like that flight, fight, freeze yeah, concept. Yeah. Um, but then we have what's called the ventral striatum, right. which is our brain's pleasure sense okay so um, not you because you know forego all chocolate yes Um, but if someone was to put a large piece of chocolate cake in front of me lots of blood and oxygen would immediately run to my ventral striatum in anticipation of this reward that i was about to receive a bit like pavlov's dogs Pavlova. go on pavlov's dogs
1: pavlov's dogs is you know, saliva, I the the mindfulness uh, that I'm listening to at the moment, the set of podcasts, which will um, remain anonymous Other for now. Other podcasts are available. Yeah, <laughs> which will rem- rem- well, we're always striving, aren't we, for our better selves, talks about the fact that um, gratification from foods and things, mm. and, and talks about that, as Pavlov did the experiment with the dogs and the saliva, mm. we associate pleasure, don't we, with certain... So somebody just even talking about chocolate cake can make you crave it, can't it?
0: (laughs) Sorry, my mind was wandering there.
1: (laughs) chocolate cake.
0: Um, But I think this is where the amygdala comes in in a slightly different way, isn't it? Because hedonism, this, you know, I want that, I'm going to grab that, that's going to give me pleasure, is a very kind of hedonistic, um, impulsive behaviour, isn't it? Um, And you see it perhaps in children, you know, very young children, who will just grab something because they want it, mm-hmm. you know? So their amygdala is is, is kind of um, compelling them to act in a way that is impulsive and not necessarily helpful to them, mm-hmm. because their ventral striatum is very much, um, you know, engorged with oxygen and blood yeah. and things and active with 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 uh, impulses, neural impulses. Um, uh, But as we get older, then we turn more to the the ventral medial prefrontal cortex, which is our more developed thinking part of the brain. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where we have more of this sense of transience, where we appreciate that we're part of something bigger and that grabbing that piece of chocolate cake might really appeal, but it's not necessarily the best thing to do in this circumstance Mm -hmm. for myself and for others um and it 's this that this is the part of the brain where we can experience um, loving kindness for others, where we have that kind of compassionate uh, emotional center that the amygdala doesn 't really have the amygdala is just about self preservation yeah. um, and doesn 't really have an awareness of community, whereas the ventral medial prefrontal cortex part of our brain is where we have this sense of of humanity or being part of something bigger than just satisfying our immediate needs in a very hedonistic way. So this is where eudonomics comes into it. We live our best selves by allowing the ventral medial prefrontal cortex part of our brain to guide us in making better decisions. And that's where our character strengths, virtues, values exist. Um, So that is sort of where I've come to with my thinking about eudaimonics, that you know mindfulness is very much about encouraging people to live their best lives, to consult the God within, um, and if you kind of if you stick to that principle, but it's about knowing yourself, and this is we'll talk more about character strengths and what the what the virtues that um, Aristotle talked about in another episode if you want to live your best life if you want to live a autonomic life then you've got to understand yourself and understand your your strengths not so much your weaknesses you know you you build on your strengths you don't focus on your weaknesses because that the old negative bias pulls us back to that negative way of thinking um so it's why positive psychology is called positive psychology because it's focusing what you're good at let's look at your strengths and then build on those strengths to help Create, um a life that is happy and helpful to you
1: yeah and i suppose i mean it sounds to me like this is the you know we we do obviously with children with in schools and things you talk about growth mindset and it's kind of that's obviously this is the basis mm. of that isn't it on a very simplistic
0: yeah you set your and goals you, yeah. you, you, and you you know that you always build on your strengths yeah. to get to the, the the outcome that is helpful yeah. to you um And it's an an idea at this point to do something like a, a loving kindness meditation which um, I, always, I always approach with caution because it was the first meditation practice that we were asked to do when we started the training. And it threw me off centre slightly because without any sort of framing, you're suddenly yeah. asked to think about someone who perhaps you don't like or who has caused you harm and you wish them kindness. And that can be a bit of a challenge. But if you're not familiar with the, the loving kindness yeah. meditation, it kind of starts with, you know, may I... Be happy. May I be well. May I be free from suffering. May the people I know and care about be happy and and, and, and free of suffering. And then maybe the people I don't know, and then maybe the people I don't like or do, who don't like me. And you free yourself then of that kind of negative association mm. with the people who've upset you or the, or or have caused you suffering in the past. Because okay, ultimately, like today, today would be a good doing. day for me
1: mm-hmm. to do some loving kindness. There's always
0: someone. Yeah. yeah. There's always someone. But yeah, and I
1: suppose that's why we use it further on in the course don't we because Mm. it is quite a a difficult it's a challenge for a lot of people
0: because it's that Mm. idea of sure yeah you can let go of difficulties like it's a balloon but it's actually Mm. not is it it's a process and it takes time and energy um and 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 and, and practice and compassion and all these challenging skills in order to Mm. to to let those sufferings go but with practice and this is where you know by by training your your ventral medial prefrontal cortex in this way we know from looking at neural pathways and, and, and so on that you can reprogram your brain your mind to think in more helpful ways and live mm. a better life a happier life
1: yes which is you know all everybody wants mm? isn't it
0: i think so well
1: thank interesting. you very much no that's very interesting
0: I shall look forward to the next episode yes. it's Hayley's turn next I yeah. like this game okay <laughs> right so you
1: might be regretting that next week <laughs> I enjoyed the last one
0: so if you want to get in touch with us we do like to hear from people yes um, we do. you can contact us you can email us
1: one together CIC at gmail.com oh
0: very good um, and we exist on Facebook in fact that's probably the best place to yeah, find us
1: one together CIC
0: Um, and we do have a website
1: which is one together cic.co.uk very
0: good and one day we'll update it yes (laughs) but not yet life's too short um but for now this is growing the good the mindful podcast and we'll see you next next time. time this is growing the good the mindful podcast